It's the roundtable on dog posts. Georgia went in the Southeastern Conference for the 13th time in, in the history, in what is that, school history? Is that what they say, Fletcher? I believe so. It's good to hear from you, Dean. Yeah, that, we don't hardly get to talk anymore ever since, uh, ever since mom. Yeah, go ahead. I've been big time in you here lately, but now you're the one that's on the big stage. <laughs> oh. Hey, um, Georgia with their 13th uh, conference championship in, uh, in school history, uh, second most all-time in the league behind Alabama. Uh, and they will play Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl. We'll have a lot of time to talk about Oklahoma, uh, hopefully, unless you big-time me a little bit more. And uh, Baker Mayfield, who did you did you do? Are you a Heisman voter? I, I can't remember. I think you are. They took it away from me. I had a three year run. It was full of okay. great memories, but uh, not this All year. Right, so, so then I can't talk about mine, but you can talk about what you would have done. Who would you have gone with? Who would your three guys have been, and who's your number one? Oh, that's a great question, and I really I wish that I would have had more time to think about it. On I, the spot, son. I think I'd probably go with Baker. Um, obviously, the, the team success uh, plays a role there. I do like to think about defensive players, though. So, um, for instance, uh, I voted for a defensive player uh, last year. Um, so I, I, I like to think about that, too, because I think we just automatically give it to the best quarterback um, or running back on the best team. But I think Lamar Jackson would have been in my top three because he – there were actually some areas that statistically he was better uh, than he was even last year, but there just wasn't enough team success really to vote him number one. Uh, I don't know who would have been my other uh, other person in a trio, though. Who? Oh, yeah, you can't talk about it. I can't, I can't say I can talk about it. But um, I voted, I think this is the 12th time or so, something like that. Um, what did you make of uh, Georgia's win over Alabama? Excuse me. Golly, man. You know what, man? Let me say something. This whole week, this whole past week, I've been saying Alabama rather than Auburn. And I've been getting two women confused um, lately as well, and I can't remember who they are. Thankfully, neither of them. I was about uh, to say, hopefully it's not your wife and somebody Yeah, not my, not my wife and my girlfriend. I keep them separate. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's not really very funny. Um but yeah, I keep getting making the mistake. What'd you, what'd you make of their win over Auburn? Uh, I I told you uh, during this podcast I thought Georgia would win. Um, I can't remember if you say anything, but I, I didn't write anything about it. Just, I just kind of ran out of time. What, what'd you make of it? Well, full disclosure, I didn't get to see a single play of it. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Kentucky played Harvard in basketball at three thirty, and I was in Rupp Arena till late, so uh, I did not get to see a play of the game. Uh, but obviously, when these games were, are on, were you on. were you monitoring on the Twitters? Yeah, and then obviously when these games are on in the press room and stuff, people talk, and I'm the Georgia guy up here, so right, right. Uh, I had to hear. I got to hear about Georgia doing well, and Mark Rick not. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, one of those is not surprising considering the situation. Yeah, totally. I think that, if I remember correctly, we did not make picks last week, which I, I, I'm kind of glad you've been shielding us from that because yeah, I don't oh. like to hear about yeah. us being right or wrong. But I did feel like it was going to be I, – I think I said it would be 21-14, to 14 and I did not pick a winner. And I felt like the game – the game to me from just looking at it from the outside seems a lot more um, – I guess it was dramatic or – uh, unique moments that I didn't anticipate. Like I thought it would be sort of a really well played defensive 21-14 game. I didn't anticipate a blocked field goal or a fumble uh, by the, one of the best SEC offensive players. Uh, didn't anticipate so many weird penalties. It seems like. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not as sure about the weird penalties as I was after the game. Uh, I can talk about that later. Yeah, so I, I really thought it was going to be straight up just played out and, you know, maybe a team that, you know, was able to get some good field position or, or an opportune turnover or something would, would be able to get the final score. But for Georgia to sort of, I guess they had to weather a few things early, some of those being penalties, and then by the very quickly, what, by after halftime, they very quickly sort of asserted themselves and throttled it on out. So, um, you know, I think, I think for me, I think some of it is that 
I think you, you give Kirby Smart an opportunity, uh, a second opportunity to get ready for an offense like that, and I think he really proved himself and also somebody that's got experience playing on these stages. And then also, too, I don't think that you can – I'm not discrediting UGA by saying I don't think you can play Georgia, Alabama, Georgia in the span of a month um, and not feel – or not have to go through some sort of emotional or physical fatigue. So a uh, little bit of both there. Well, here's here's the thing um, uh, about that game. I just see where you know this dog post roundtable roundtable on dog posts. I've been covering this um, team for for 17 years, and I see where one of my subscribers has just said something that really uh, would be awesome if I if could be pulled off. So um, let me. <laughs> I just saw that. I'm sorry. Instant reaction there. You know, in that game, I thought Georgia would win, and all of the people that I speak to, um, uh, I, I, I felt I felt like they were okay. Um, I, I'll say this, man. If Auburn scores a second score, I think the game is very different. Just like I think if Georgia had scored to get up again on Auburn in the first game, the game would have been extremely different. Auburn lost massive momentum with two very good uh, – there were three things changed this game. Number one, the penalty – excuse me, the, the turnovers, block kick, Kerryon Johnson not being himself. I mean, let's let's not act like that didn't matter. I mean, and then thirdly, um, the crowd was insane. I mean, it was mm-hmm. – they were, they were bleeding from the mouth from screaming so much. Um, uh, it was a lot, and um, I think it was too much for Auburn to handle. I mean, what I mean by that were all three of those things. I hate saying stuff like that because, I mean, I truly, I've got nothing against Auburn. I think it's a great program. They have been for a long time. These kid, the kids are tough kids. I mean, they've proven their mettle through through the years. But it was an environment that was a lot to take, and, and the fact that you're sitting in that environment the week before you just played your bitter arch rival. And, oh, by the way, your best player is not at 100%. You're telling me that stuff didn't matter? And I don't think Gus helped things by saying we beat the dog crap out of him. Um, I know some people felt like he did that on purpose. Um, some people, you know, like me, I'm not so sure. I think he just got caught up in the moment. Now, you got to know that you're getting caught up in a moment. Um, but it's... Um, I, I was not surprised they won the game, but I do think there was a moment there where um, you know Georgia was on the precipice of being in some serious trouble. I thought they were the better team, but they kept making mistakes slash having some very unfortunate calls go against them. Uh, but Auburn never could get going, man. They just could not get going. Well, it seemed like once... It seemed like they had an opportunity, right, to stretch it to two possession lead, and they yes. the fumble that Davin Bellamy created. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't. There's a couple things too. There's no accidents anymore. I feel like mm-hmm. with Georgia. I mean, playing in the it was the Georgia Dome a year ago, but you, you want to play in Atlanta as much as possible for two reasons. It's wonderful recruiting, and though usually those kinds of games are on national TV, so. But you also, there's a logistics and a routine of it as well. Correct. Um, I cover a college basketball team that does not play a true road game until January. They play in on, Mad- on, on purpose. On purpose. Right. They play in the United Center. They play in Madison Square Garden. They play in New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center. And for the record, for people who, I mean, they all know this, but basketball is very different than football. In basketball, you've got to get ready to win two games in three days. Right. over weekend periods of times, and you're never doing it at your home floor, but you're never doing it on the road either. So when Kentucky's playing in New York, Nashville, right. uh, et cetera, that's, there's a reason for that. There's really no real reason to play on the road in, the, in college basketball. Go ahead. Right, and there's also, uh, this is a kind of two inside baseball, but Cal also will schedule uh, th- two games in three days in yep. advance of uh, the, the the champions classic with either Kansas Duke or Michigan State to do what you're saying, and he also will not play uh, like in the Maui Invitational. Unfortunately for me, 
because he does not want to play three games in three days. Because, because he never, right, it doesn't, yeah. He doesn't care about the SEC tournament. Um, and he actually loathes the fact that they have to play three games in three days because it's just, it's dangerous, he says, for the team. So anyway, I think that you, for Kirby to do that last year in Atlanta, they'll do that as much as they can. But now that now they've played in the Mercedes-Benz, and you have to tell me about that building in a second. They've mm-hmm. played there, and if they can win one more game, where will they be but back there again? So now they've already kind of gone through where are you going to stay? What are you going to eat? What's your schedule going to be? When are you going to do a walkthrough? Are you going to do a walkthrough? You know, how do you want to do these things? They've, they're always thinking about this, and so now they've already gone through it now against Auburn, and uh, they'll be back in that building potentially again if, if they can get another win. Let's talk about Oklahoma in a minute, but let's keep on this same thing. You've got three teams that are uh, within four hours of Atlanta. Specifically, two of them are within an hour and a half, basically, which are Clemson and Georgia. If you are Georgia, you could practice at your facility uh, if you get back to Atlanta. Clemson, I don't think they could pull that off. It's a little too far. Uh, Alabama could not do that either. You've got you've got logistical things that you'd have to deal with if you were Clemson trying to do an hour and a half to Atlanta. You could maybe take a helicopter from Clemson to do media availability in Atlanta. Uh, at, at Georgia, they could definitely take a helicopter, be no problem. Um, I will say this. Oklahoma and Georgia play at 5 o'clock Eastern. They will be completely off the field and done by 8.30. Clemson and Bama kick at 8.45. They will get done around midnight. Uh, Georgia would, or Oklahoma, they've got to get back on the plane as fast as possible and red-eye that thing back because very rarely, only once previously that I can recall, uh, maybe twice with the Colorado game, but only once in my recent pastime can I remember Georgia taking a red-eye back that was against Arizona State. The next week they got absolutely demolished by Alabama. That stuff matters. So getting back across the country will be a big deal. It'll be a big deal too for it'll be a bigger deal for Clemson just because it's further than Athens um, uh, getting back to from New Orleans. Obviously, they're going the furthest east, although it's not that big of a deal because they're only flying halfway across the country. Clemson and Auburn will finish. Clemson and Bama will finish. God, but they both all four of these the winners of these games in theory, Fletcher should arrive at their campuses about. Uh, between four o'clock and six o'clock on the morning of the second, so they should both be. Except Oklahoma might get back even earlier if they were to win. They should all basically be in the same scenario. But after that, if Georgia's playing in Atlanta, they will have a huge advantage. Probably no more bigger advantage than we've seen in a national championship game in the last decade. The last time I can think of would be LSU playing in the Superdome. Um, and I cannot wait to hear the crying about it if Georgia wins in the Rose Bowl. But the truth is that there's nothing anybody could do about this. You know, uh, West Virginia doesn't have a massive stadium. If West Virginia were to play uh, and have a stadium in their home place, it would be completely legitimate the same way Georgia does. So this ticket, if Georgia gets there, against Alabama or Clemson will probably be one of the most expensive tickets in college football championship history. The uh, ratings, I'm not sure. Um, That's another discussion for another day. But the big thing, if I were Kirby and them, would be, hey, let's get on the plane as fast as possible if we win. If we don't win, you know. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. You just congratulate your smell some roses. (laughs) Well, it's a massive accomplishment. You know, you've you've covered the Masters. The Kentucky Derby. I don't. I don't know if you've covered a Final Four yet. Elite Eights, as far as I've been able to to make it. So I've done those three Orange and Sugar Bowls, but in the pantheon of, uh, and I've been to a World Series. In the pantheon of sports, there's only two things left that I would like to do. Y'all, y'all can have the Super Bowl. I'm good. I do want to go to a Rose Bowl, and I think that that will happen unless something happens to me in the next month. And then I would also like to, um, uh, at some point, uh, go to Wimbledon. But um, this is a special venue, a special event, where the parade is a bigger deal than the game. I mean, this is Americana. 
at its peak, Fletcher. I mean, this is what um, this is apple pie. This is uh, 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 Teddy and FDR and JFK and Abraham Lincoln and everybody all rolled up into one before we were so polarized. This is a uh, this is America, the Rose Bowl, and um, I, I'm ex- extremely excited to see it and the opportunity that this Georgia team gets to play on it. It's just so rare because of the Pac-12 and Big Ten tie-ins. Well, let's take it back for a second. Like you said, we got 30 days to soak in the, all of the excitement of the Rose Bowl. Um, what did you think about the, the, the Sunday selection? Not to, we don't have to talk about the show because I know you'll get riled up about some, somebody saying something, but did you think that the committee got it right? And what were, you, what were your thoughts um, about, I guess there were really only five teams that were really in play for those four spots. Um, but maybe maybe even six or seven teams uh, that were sort of in the mix. I, I'm gonna interrupt you already. Well, I want to. I want to. Can I preface this? Sure. I kept. I think that we really need to just stop using terms like they deserve to be in. And I think I got mad on the last week's show because I feel like you know if you win the Pac-12, you technically deserve a shot to be. Uh, in the playoff, if you go undefeated like UCF did, you technically deserve a spot in the playoff. I'm not saying that you're going to get it. Obviously, you don't. Um, so, like, it just there was a lot of arguments being made that uh, I think that I think that we all. I was at a high school basketball tournament in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. That was just beautiful, and I was thinking while I was at that tournament because I mean there were some of the greatest basketball high school teams in the country in this random tournament. And I was thinking, okay, if I, I need to get the I need to get the the teams that everybody wants to see in this thing. And I feel like people sort of get it in their head. Okay, here's the four teams that I think are the best. Now how am I going to make you believe they are? I'm going to go ahead and fill out my argument according to what I think is the four best teams. Right. Yeah. So yeah, a conference championship sounds nice, but so does an undefeated season. Or only losing once and it was on the road by so many points or whatever it is. It just I think they got the four best teams, um, in my opinion, so I don't have any complaints about it. And I don't care about two SEC teams. I wouldn't care if there were four Big Ten teams in this thing, if it was the four best teams. Uh, but, man, people get really riled up about this subject. Before I say that, let me just say this. If you're still looking for how to get out to the Rose Bowl, if you're looking for packages, you need to call Tiffany at Global Estates, excuse me, Global Escapes, info at globalescapes.com, or... 706-549-1164. Tiffany Hines, she can help you, her and her staff. A lot of people have already taken advantage of this. Uh, there's a lot of people going out there, Fletcher, and uh, they can help you with flights. They can help you with packages. They can help you with Rose Bowl parade tickets. They can help you with Rose Bowl tickets, etc. So Georgia will be out there. You need to call Tiffany right now, 706-549-1164. The email is info at globalescapes.com. As it relates to the best four teams, okay, for me, I think that's about right. I think I think they got it about right. I think this also speaks to um, – oh, and we can talk about positioning here if you want to later because uh, the notion that Clemson was um, unequivocally the number one team in the country mm-hmm. – you know, I I don't know about that either, but that's that's a that's a nuanced thing. Um, it would have been hard for me to really be honest and say that I feel like Ohio State is better than Alabama. Alabama's lost one game. Uh, it was a competitive game until the fourth quarter, basically. The the loss that um, that Ohio that Ohio State had, the losses that Ohio State had. Um, they they had two double digit losses if I'm not mistaken. They had a 55 to 24 loss on the road uh, to Iowa, and then uh, they lost by uh, 15 at uh, at home against Oklahoma. All right, so a couple two score losses, two score plus losses. It's really hard to say definitively that Ohio State is better than Alabama, considering. Um, those losses, you know, and Bama, you know, it can't be Fletcher. This is, and, and I'll try to, we can pivot back to the, who should be one, two or three, if you want to, yeah. that that's, and that's fine. But if you're Alabama 
and uh, it can't the national media slash ESPN. It can't be that the SEC West is so damn good uh, the entire year, and all of a sudden we get to the end of the season and you say, "Oh, well, Alabama hasn't beaten anybody." Um, Alabama has tried. I will, I will say that they scheduled Florida State. They played Fresno State and Colorado State at home. Those are much higher quality games than Georgia's game against Samford, uh, than uh, Clemson's game against uh, who did they play that was so bad? Exactly, uh, Citadel. Yeah, um, and I'm not hating on Clemson. I mean, I think Clemson. You know, Clemson and Georgia both. Uh, they both play uh, out of conference legitimate games because of South Carolina and Tech. Clemson also managed to play Auburn. All right, those are competitive games. Those are difficult games. That that Clemson beat Citadel is no more relevant than Alabama beating Mercer. Neither of those should be used against the other. It's 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 a false argument, which leads me back to the whole thing of, you know, Ohio State. At the end of the day, uh, they do have good wins. Everyone at the top here has good I was wins. Say yeah, yeah. Everybody has good wins. I mean, Georgia doesn't have as good a wins as they as we thought because Notre Dame lost. But, I mean, Georgia beat every team they played. So, I mean, it's it, you just kind of get to the point where, <clears throat> you know, is Ohio State a really good team? Yes. Should we should we have included them? You know, they, they had their ability to get where they needed to go. They won the Big Ten. That's a massive accomplishment. You know, and to be, and to be intellectually honest here, uh, any Georgia partisan really want to have this discussion? I mean, 2002, 2005, 2007, 2012, Georgia didn't have the ability to get into a playoff. So a lot of people are just going to say, you know what, Joey Galloway, just because you lose your shit because Ohio State didn't get in doesn't mean you're right. All right? In this particular case, I think the committee did the right thing. I don't. I, I, I think we're talking about one team out of you know five getting left out versus – you know, three teams getting left out many times in the past. So to me, I think they made the right call. I don't think Alabama's as good as they have been in the past. I think this was a lot about the legacy that Alabama has. I think that, uh, you know, that those two things were factors for sure. And uh, I'll leave it right there, and we can start talking about the other stuff. Well, I, I, I agree, and I've heard this too, that Alabama's kind of, kind of coasting on its reputation and i'm thinking well ohio state has got yeah got a great deal. great reputation as well so I, I i don't see how i i think let's move on and then if we're talking one two three and four i, I do sure. think that i think yesterday i sent you a text where i did think that um i think that georgia has uh, again you get to this kind of discussion georgia does have a legitimate resume to be number one yeah. and in case anybody was wondering mike leach did vote Georgia number one in his coaches poll. Mm. I think he was one of two coaches that did. But I think looking at at Clemson, um, I think that their win against Auburn was impressive, and their loss to Syracuse. Everybody keeps talking about that. Their quarterback. Well, I don't think they're, they're hardly talking about it at all. All three of these teams have law at the top three teams. Everyone on in the playoff has a double digit loss. Right. At Clemson had their quarterback get injured though in that game. Um, you know, Georgia had the big, I guess you'd call it a blowout loss at Auburn. It was on the road. Um, Oklahoma had a kind of a head-scratching loss. And Oklahoma kind of played with fire while they were trying to figure things out with their defense. They had some close games against Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas. Um, that loss to, to Iowa State was, was a little believe. strange. But Ohio, I, Iowa State kind of proved itself as sort of an up-and-coming program under Matt Campbell. So, you know, these things happen in a season. And I think coming into the year, Clemson was number two. I think that they did enough this season. And it's kind of like with, with Alabama. Alabama was one or two, right, the entire season until they lost the last game. I, I, think, I think that's right. I can't, I can't remember. So now, so again, when we go back to this, who's the best team? So for, what, 16 weeks or longer, back to the start of August, Alabama and Clemson have been one and two. The whole right. entire time, because you thought they were the best team in the country, even and, though we didn't. I mean, 
We thought I, they actually were not number one and two. We were actually leaving out Florida State. Well, the reason why Florida State was no longer ranked up there is because they got dominated by Alabama. So, may I just say this before I forget it? I think I think the positioning of this thing is basically exactly right, and I think yeah. I think Clemson should be the one. I, I'm not sure exactly why I think they should be the one, but I, I just do. I think they, you know, they have been. Uh, good enough. They they show up when the bright lights are bright. Um, when they're playing on the ACC network, uh, they might lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest. I mean, you just don't know. Um, I think that was about right. You couldn't put a, you couldn't put the only team that could not be the one was was uh, Alabama. All right, to me, they didn't win the conference. They lost by double digits lately. There were reasons they shouldn't have been. The, I mean, they shouldn't go over Georgia because they play in the same conference, and Georgia was the number, you know, won that conference. That's that's kind of black and white. If you want to have the Alabama's better than Clemson, Alabama's better than o, uh, Oklahoma argument, you know what? Go, you can go talk in a corner to yourself, but you can have that conversation. But just I don't want to hear about it. As it relates to my issue, more than anything else is, uh, and sometimes these talk, talking heads sometimes say things, and they they have to talk so much. And so sometimes they say stuff and you're going, what? what? So when Reese Davis said that Clemson was um, something like, it wasn't, he didn't say by far and away, but he, he essentially said they were obviously the one. I just kind of want to say, are you sure they're obviously the one? I mean, Oklahoma looks pretty good right now. Georgia hasn't lost to, I mean, they've beaten every team they've played. So and for the record, they beat Auburn worse basically at home. Then Auburn, uh, then Clemson beat Auburn. Uh, they the the South Carolina game, blah blah blah. I mean, you want to? I mean, I think they got it right, but I don't think you can be so definitive. All yeah. all four of these teams, unlike in the past, all four of these teams can win this thing. Right. And I think I think maybe in fourteen, all four of them could have won it in theory. Um. But they could. I mean, last year definitely not with with uh, Washington. I mean, they stood no shot. And and Ohio State really. Well, yeah, last year. I mean, that was they just got punked by Clemson. That's what that was. And and yeah, so I guess they didn't really have a, a great big shot at it either. But um, it just to me, um, in in fourteen, uh, you know, Florida State was allowed 60 points and in 15 i cannot recall who the 15 all the the four were i mean clemson knocked out oklahoma i cannot remember oh michigan state didn't even score right so i mean there this this time and this may be i mean maybe oklahoma shows throws a shutout on on georgia maybe alabama or clemson throws a shutout on one another um maybe one of these four teams doesn't look like they belong i kind of doubt it these are all four pretty good teams, um, and I think that I think legitimately they all four have the ability to win it. Totally. In fact, you know the the strange thing here is if you look at the lines, uh, Alabama is a very slim favorite over Clemson. They are either a two or a one and a half point favorite, which means they are basically that's a basically a coin flip game with Georgia and Oklahoma. That no one can seem to figure out who the favorite is. It's gone from a pick'em to Oklahoma being a two-point favorite, Georgia being a one-point favorite, back to Oklahoma, pick'em, Georgia, Oklahoma, back and forth and forth and back. The money line has not settled yet. And now people don't know what that means. That's where you bet a hundred dollars to win a hundred. Uh, that's where you bet either $100 on the underdog to win $105 or you bet uh, a larger amount than $100 to win $100. So as it stands this second, if you bet on Georgia to beat uh, Oklahoma, you to win $100, you would have to wager $117. So Georgia is the favorite as it stands this second. But uh, 15 minutes ago, you, it was it was Oklahoma that you had to wager more than a hundred dollars on. So it is back and forth, um, and it is it's curious to me to see where that thing if it settles down. No one seems to be able to see what it is, but they both are coin flip games. 
And um, we haven't had that lately. And it, it, it's going to make for a very interesting uh, college football playoff, Fletcher. And I, I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but there's a lot to say right now. <laughs> no, it's all good. I think it's the two best matchups. Uh, I think Clemson-Alabama part three is compelling. Very. And I think that an, I think that f- from a national standpoint, I think Oklahoma might have one of the most compelling figures, obviously, if, they, if, if Baker wins a Heisman. He's, um, he will. But but it's also got kind of that mystique of here's a team with a great offense. You're not necessarily sure about this defense. You think it's good. You don't know if it's great. And then Georgia's a team that has a has what looks to be a dominating defense. They've got some of the pieces to make a great offense, and then a true freshman quarterback. So uh, I really like the kind of the, the the angles on this matchup for Oklahoma Georgia. I think it's compelling. They've never played each other, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the uh, last time George was in the Rose Bowl, my man Charlie Trippy, yep, who's going to live forever, uh, was running up and down the field. So uh, who, yeah. who who is the most? I think you have to take Oklahoma out of this in this particular question. Who is the most complete team of Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson to you? Because yeah. I, I don't think you can say it's Oklahoma because their defense is not so hot. Well, see, I think that I think that Clemson's defensive front is the best. It almost makes me just want to take them just because I, I put so much weight, literally, into that segment of the you getting, game. Are you getting, getting them happy holiday pounds? Boy? That's right. <laughs> um, Alabama probably is because I think you're not talking about 1 through 22 here. You're talking 1 through 55, uh, and they've got it now. But who, who's? I mean, they've got the best punter, I think. Although Georgia's punter is pretty good, they got the uh, most depth. That's unquestionable. Now mm-hmm. they've had some injuries, but if they could get healthy, though, my issue with them though is their quarterback kind of. Yep. I'm not gonna say reverted. That's not the right word, but it just seemed like as the season went along, he he just had a. It didn't. He it wasn't the same. Yeah, so and I, don't know who I mean, Jay Fromm has played so much better um, lately. I mean, he really – that was his best game against Auburn. And he just – he played unbelievably well against uh, against the Tigers. He he was a reason why they won that game. He was not the reason, but he was a reason why they won that game. And and uh, it's I think I think it's hard. I mean, because you and I watch Georgia a lot. You, you and I watch all three of these teams a lot. I would say we watch Georgia more than, than than all of them. And you know where the weaknesses are with Georgia. And a lot of times, like somebody like uh, Ledbetter or um, Dominic Sanders, you, I'll just focus on the Tucker guys exclusively. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know where their flaws are. And sometimes you forget how good of players they are or can be. Like, you know, we'll say, well, Dom's pretty small, which he is. Or you'll say, you know, Nick Chubb, you know, he just doesn't have that burst he used to have. Or, you know, Jake Fromm is very young. We don't – do you see a lot of flaws with Baker Mayfield? He's short. He does stupid things, which I think are – Okay. I'm tired okay. of him, so like, he's, he's Sean, apologizing. He's Shawn Michaels or he's Kanye. All right. Yeah, that's – I'm it's talking not about that athletically. Yeah, it's not that he does the things. It's that he apologizes in such a sincere fashion when I know that dude is – he is just ready to right do now, something man. bad again. I'll tell you what, man. I hope he has a Fu Manchu. Uh-huh. And it would it would this would be completely against the rules of the Rose Bowl. I think they would you know, this would be but if he tried to plant that flag in the middle of the field, uh, or if he tries to uh, I wonder what Georgia's reaction would be to him being kind of a cowboy. I, I wonder if they would react at all. Because I, I think they used to like Danelle Ellerby would try to rip your head off. These guys, they're a little bit. They're not going to fall for that. This this current group. Well, and, I don't uh, see the issues that Baker's had. Uh, if 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 a captain if a captain's meeting doesn't go right, because that was not that was not his fault. But his reaction was he didn't bad. start it, and he certainly yeah. didn't finish it. Probably the way most people would want. Right. But exactly. I kind of get that emotion. And then if you get beat. And somebody plants a flag. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. It's too late. You already you had your opportunity. Yeah, you know, get totally. off the field. You lost. So, um, 
that's one of those things, man. I think everybody, all of us do this. You say, act like you've been there before, or that's not the way I would conduct myself. But we all have these moments where you think you would do something a certain way, but until you're out there, I mean, I give, I give the kid, a, I give the kid some slack, but man, he's got to quit apologizing in such a formal way. I and mean, come on, man. Well, I mean, the thing with him is though, this is a multi-you know-year thing. And he um, got arrested. If I was, I, I not care. What was it for? Well, he did run from the cops. I mean, he got a. It was a. It was a drunken in public, which is not a okay. big deal. So was he dri- Was he driving? No, and then don't care. Obviously, the video was worse than me. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about that. This, this, this I mean, here's what I care about with Oklahoma. All right, Here, here's here's what I care about. 41, 38, 35, 52. Okay, that's a lot of points to a lot. 31, that's a lot of points, man. That's that's a lot of points to allow. And as good as he is, and he'll win the Heisman. I got no hate. I don't hate the kid at all. I mean, I think I think it's kind of funny, you know, sometimes, you know, to be the villain. I mean, I think what you're trying to say about 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 Baker Mayfield is, hey, bro, I like villains. Just be yourself. Just you- just be a villain. Obviously, you can't grab your crotch during a game. No, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of little kids watching. Yeah. But if you're the guy, just keep your helmet on and say whatever you want to say. We can't see it. I mean, I, I guess cameras now are set to such a level we probably can. But you got that? If you got that West Mullenberg uh, camera, you're going to see that's it. That's right. Well, if I'm cool with somebody saying "f you" to other people, if if they didn't shake your hand, if, people, if that's who you are. Yeah. If y'all want to hear what it's like on a game field, oh yeah, just it's come awesome. Come now, down. let me tell you this though: if I saw Jake Fromm doing that, I would not have a problem with it. If with him doing that, I would have a problem with him because that's not who I have seen him be. And so Correct. I would say, okay, there's a lot of emotion going here, or something has really happened to change this dude's demeanor. This is some people thrive on that kind of you know chaotic emotional stuff. And other people don't. And I think we certainly do put people on a pedestal when they don't, like Jake Fromm. Certainly, I've given him a lot of credit for it. Jake, yeah, I mean, he's handled himself very well. Of yeah. course, he's not, been, he's not been in the spotlight at all, hardly. He's not been in front of a camera uh, answering questions except once this year. Baker Mayfield's been front and center. And, and, and he's not handled it very well. Jake, Jake Fromm ain't ever going to do that. None of these Georgia quarterbacks, I can't think of a Georgia quarterback lately that would do that. I can't think of a lot of Georgia players that would do that. And and this is just who that guy is. And and that comes from me with no judgment. He he can be or act however he wants. But um, you know, all I, I, I what I think is more pressing for Oklahoma is not the way that Baker Mayfield acts. He's already fired up about someone <laughs> giving out his his cell phone. I mean, you know, um is is the defense. Their defense is going to have to play better. I mean, they allowed 41 to Baylor. 38 to Ohio, excuse me, Iowa State. They allowed uh, 35 to Kansas State. They allowed uh, 27 to Texas Tech. That's not that big of a deal. 52 to Oklahoma State, uh, and then 31 to West Virginia. If Georgia scores more than 30 points in this game because of the way they score, I think Oklahoma's in real trouble. I, I think Georgia probably wins this game. I do think it is a toss-up. But my issue is, hey, is Oklahoma going to score? I've seen them play. Clemson 2015 is similar to Georgia 2017 as it relates to the defense. I don't know which defense is better. They're both very good. Um, but the way Georgia plays defensively, they're tough. They're hard to run on. Hey, same thing with Clemson in 15. I think the matchup might not be great for Oklahoma as it relates to their offense versus Georgia's defense. And I think vice versa, Georgia's offense against Oklahoma's defense or anyone's offense against OU's defense is, you know, that's not an ideal matchup for Oklahoma. They want to outscore you. But if you're playing Georgia or Alabama or Georgia Tech, you know, those teams are going to eat clock. And um, I don't know if OU is going to be able to score in the 50s against Georgia. I I have my doubt. I I think if Georgia holds on to the ball the way they should, They'll win the game. And Baker Mayfield being the best player in college football or not. Uh, I haven't thought about it to this level to make a pick, but I do think that this is the time where 
we keep hearing about Georgia. Uh, yeah. And again, we, we like to get down. We dig, we drill down to where we're talking about weaknesses because strengths are obvious. Roquan Smith, et cetera. This is Georgia's secondary's opportunity now to prove. You know, we keep hearing that, that Georgia's right. becoming an Alabama of the East and their Alabama diet, diet Alabama this season because of one area that they're ready except for that secondary. That's sort of what we've been here, been fed that the secondary is not to the level of, say, an, uh, a normal Alabama secondary. So this is their chance. I mean, they're going to get to go up against uh, probably the Heisman Trophy winner against a high, uh, against an offense that's used to scoring in the 40s and 50s. So we anticipate a lot of passes. Uh, I certainly think Georgia's going to win time possession, no matter if they win the game or not. Uh, clearly, I think they've obviously got some the big big play of making ability. Uh, but their game, again, like you said, is to hold the ball, um, grind it out, move the ball down the field, and, and take their opportunities when they're presented. So I think they'll win time possession. And that's what always makes me wonder, you know, like you just said, Oklahoma's used to scoring in the 40s and 50s. And I've always thought, well, is that because the offense had to? And it looked like by the score in some of these games that they did. But there's something to your offense scoring in a minute and you know, 20 seconds and only yeah. five plays and your defense having to find this helmet and get right back out there again. That's just sort of maybe their, yeah, that, that's that's, their identity and that's the way they play. That could have a lot, you know, you know, that could have a lot to do with it. I mean, uh, all right, we're going to, after the, I'm going to do a quick word association. I need you to pick between the two things. Okay. You got me. I can't hedge. Well, when you see what I'm going to be talking about, I don't know if you're going to want to hedge. All right. I've kind of, I've tried to, I've tried to get this. We're, we're getting in the holiday spirit, which means, okay, for, for everybody out there, that means there's got some decisions to make on gifts. All right. So big Fletch back when he was little Fletch, uh, back with all of his hair and it was still all there. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to talk about that. We're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> hey, my hair is doing all right. Rapid when Santa, fire. When Santa Claus used to come to the to the to them mountains, there were just decisions that had to be made. So we're gonna play a modified game. I need either or, okay. or maybe if you, or if you can think of something else, you know, let's go there. I'm all gonna right? try Ready? to give you real answers on right off the top of my head. All right, Barney or the Power Rangers? Power Rangers. Fridays or Sundays? Fridays? Bud or Miller? Bud. Wait, is this when I was a little kid? Before no, I this, this had to just, count, count uh, my no, calories? We're not, we're not, we're not talking. We're not, I'm, not, I'm not answering that. You just have to answer. Bud, Bud or Miller? Bud Wait, or hold Miller. on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep going. No, go ahead. What's the question? How am I answering this? Is this what I would do now, or is this what I grew up around? Yes. Okay, Bud. It's, the answer is whatever you want the answer to be. Okay. Okay. Miller or Bud? Yeah, Bud. Herschel or Bo? Herschel. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Skittles or Reese's? <laughs> Reese's, man. But that's a that's a tangent I got. Okay. I've been I've been, I've been <laughs> my significant other calls them Reese's, which no. is inaccurate. Oh. And then she, here's the double down. She calls them Reese's Pieces, which that's oh no no it's no. so bad, dude. Oh my gosh! I'm like those are that's two things that are not correct. Just because you've mashed two wrong words together does not it doesn't detract from the goodness, but it's wrong. Go ahead. Falcons or Braves? Uh, Braves for a '90s kid. No, just it's, okay. Yeah. Uh, now it's Falcons. I don't really. Care it's got you got to pick, bro. You got to have one. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just so disenchanted with the Braves, and I'm a Reds fan now. <laughs> I'll say the Falcons now, but man, I grew up watching the Braves every you, single day. You mean you're disenfranchised? You're 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 they moved unha- to Cobb County, dude. Come on, I know, man. And Matt DeBerry is so pumped up about. It. I'm like, bro, I'm never going there. I'm sure the he's stadium's like, nice. He's like, he's like. Oh man, we could have an event there, and we could. I'm like, I'm not. I mean, I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> By the way, you were asking about the dome. Mm-hmm. 
It is massive. It is it is the loudest. Jason Caldwell told me that's the loudest environment that he thinks Auburn's ever played in. Wow. Well, it looks very nice. And, uh, you know, I've got a friend that works for Dactronics, or used to, and I like to watch their stock. Um, and I'm told that that's the largest, like, Dactronics video board in there, and it's, like, incredible. And You know, th- that ring, I don't know if it's incredible as much as it's like you're sitting there trying to process it going, Hmm, that thing's in a circle. I'm trying to get used to how to watch this thing. And like, it's not just in a circle, but there's like three or four things. Um, you couldn't even, man, it was so loud. You could not even understand the PA person. That's how loud it was in there. Just like all the time. Hmm. That's all interesting. Time. I'd like to get to a game there. All right. Uh, you got back to the future or star Wars. Star Wars, they really wore out Back to the Future after about two. Well, three wasn't very good, was it? And there was a fourth one with the Cowboys or something. No, that was the third one. Yeah, it's bad. Is there any scenario here where this Clemson-Alabama game could possibly be better than last year? I mean, I, I told my wife no. when she got back from that game, I was like, listen, you have seen the mountaintop. It's never going to get better than what you just saw. I said, there's no way. No. There's no way. Well, I think the year before had that amazing uh, onside kick, which you yeah. can't downplay. That was such a great play and call. But, no, you can't beat a last-second touchdown pass to a former walk-on from your from the best player in your program's history. It's incredible. Yeah. No, it's never going to – it it won't ever be the same. Hey, Fletcher uh, – Was that the end of the word association? Well, like I've only got so many to go. You want to play that with me? What you got? Oh, I don't have anything written for you. I didn't know we were doing this game. I prepare for this show by just waking up. I got, yeah, I can tell. I got one more here, which is uh, Batman or Superman? Batman. Batman's human. I mean, Superman sucks. I mean, what, how, what is, I mean, he can get shot and it doesn't matter. I like Batman because he's got, uh, what's her name? I mean, that's, that's the good part about Batman. I mean, are, is Superman dating Wonder Woman? No, she's dating the Invisible Man. There's a joke. There, there's there. probably. I was just gonna say there's probably a really <laughs> bad sexist joke in there somewhere. No, uh, no. Superman is a weirdo. Uh, first of all, he can't. What? I guess the kryptonite thing. I mean, come on, man. You can get shot. He's got that weird thing with Lois Lane where he won't actually make the move or something. First of all, Lois Lane is hot. The, the, uh, the did you watch? In the you probably did not. Did did you ever watch uh, the Adventures of Lois and Clark? Uh, that was, some I was pretty. Oh, though. that was so good. That Sports Night, the Adventures of Doctor Katz. Have you ever watched that? I, I have not. I mean, you're that really cat is uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the Adventure of Doctor Katz. And yes, I am a cat person. And you know what? Send all your hate mail to Dean at dogpost.com. <laughs> all right, cats are easy, bro. You know, by the way, you know, uh, you know, our, I mean, no one else will know this person, but our friend, uh, Brad Morris, decided to go get a dog. He's got a two-year-old girl. What you getting a dog for, man? Dude, I'm don't, a, you, I'm, don't you have to clean up enough poop as is? We're thinking about expanding to a second dog. Dude, let me, there's something wrong with you, man. There's really, <sighs> so, there's really something wrong with you. She says, Reese's Pieces. And you're going to get another dog. Oh, it is a red flag. Yeah. There's that, something very wrong with you. Hey, Mark Fox. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about real quick. Like we get Mark on. Fox and them. Now, I'm not going to, you know, but they've got two good wins right now for sure. Yeah, um, I certainly think that, that, you know, St. Mary's lost two games in a row there. One to Georgia is kind of weird. That's a good win, though, in a neutral site. And then to get a win on the road at Marquette. Again, that's what I'm talking about. Like You always need more information. Um, That's what November and December are for. They didn't look right in November. And, again, I've been – you know, I I started covering Georgia basketball when I was at the Red and Black in 2008 when I saw Dennis Felton's team lose to Texas A&M Corpus Christi on a half-court shot. They the only buzzer. beat them. They only beat them by three. Right, and year. I watched that game actually because I like, try to watch as much of the SEC as I can. And so, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I've watched Mark Fox in November. I, there's, 
A million things in this world, dude, that I would rather do, some of them torturous, literal tortures, than watch Georgia basketball in November. Like, I don't know what it is, man. I've watched it, what, eight or nine years I, under I Mark I think Fox? you're being a little harsh. I mean, I think I think part of no, that is... I don't think I am, because that's the reason why they haven't been in the tournament forever. It's definitely the reason why they... One of the major reasons why they've not gotten in the tournament is non-performance in November, December, for sure. But I understand, too, the concept of an end, of the means to get to an end. And while, you know, everybody's faced with these things. Kentucky's starting five true freshmen. So I'm having to hear a lot about where they're going to be in in March or February or January. For Georgia, though, it just seems like where you're going, okay, they're going to be able to shoot out of the gate a little bit better than last year, right? And we've said that seven or eight times. You're talking about Georgia? Yeah, this year... That, especially that Texas A&M Corpus Christi game. I was like, man, it's the same exact thing here. They're going to yeah. stumble into a loss, and sure enough, they did against San Diego State. And you're thinking, what is this? Like, I understand maybe going with some lineups that are awkward or different just to figure some stuff out or playing a guy that you got to play, whatever it is. But, man, come on. So for them to rebound like they did, get two big wins there at the end of November, start of December, uh, certainly helps sort of make the case, but you got to admit, man, SEC is in a different place than just, it has been in the past few years. I was talking to somebody else, a basketball person in the league, a non Georgia basketball person in the league. I do wonder, you know, if, if this might be the year where Georgia gets the job done in the in the in the preseason, but uh, you know, in the regular season, you know, are they going to go eight and eight again, you know, or or five hundred again? I mean. It may be that they have, but see, in the past, Fletcher, as you and I both know, you know, Georgia's thing in the past was they didn't have the opportunity to beat teams. Their record was good, but they were sitting there at 18 and what, 10? And you'd be like, and people are like, well, they're just on the right side or on the outside of the bubble. And I'm going, they got to, they can't play any games here that are positive for them. The only result is them winning and, and, and doggy paddling. Or losing and losing pace. Now mm-hmm. they will. I think now they will have more opportunities, and that would be Kentucky, A and M, the Gators, probably Alabama. Who else am I leaving out? Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas. And uh, how about Mizzou? Uh, no. Um, I think I Missouri's think South- okay, but uh, I think Auburn and South Carolina are better than Missouri. And it and it, it again. It is a little tough to tell uh, right now with with basketball because you're you're at the start of the season. You know, state has not lost uh, a game yet. Uh, South Carolina is six and two, so most of the league is five or two and better. Well, uh, real quickly, I think you've got Texas A&M, Florida, and Kentucky right now. Those are three teams that are nationally respected that I think people think can fight for a Final Four spot. They're in the top ten. I believe all three of those teams are in the top ten. Um, as of today. As of today. Tennessee is now ranked. And you know Rick Barnes. He's going to – there's probably a certain ceiling that Rick Barnes has, but there's certainly a higher floor. Uh, Alabama's got probably the best player in the league in Colin Sexton from Georgia. Um, Arkansas and Auburn are projected to have a 500 record in the league. And then South Carolina – Missouri are two teams that are sort of on the cusp. We're not really sure. Georgia's, you know, Ken Palm's down on Georgia. Ken Palm has them finishing 12th in the league, which I'll I say, find I'll, hard to believe. I'll say this about uh, Auburn and State. They combined have one loss. Um, they both, I would say it looks to me like their best wins are over Dayton. or uh, So it's, 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 you know, they Auburn is, is loading up pre-Christmas with some not-so-hot teams and a lot of directional schools and quote-unquote state schools. Um, they will only play UConn ahead of time. I and mean, they got UAB and Middle Tennessee State. Uh, they've got George Mason, who they defeated. But I think their best, their best win so far, Auburn, is over Dayton. With State, I mean, jeez. I mean, State's played two HBCU schools. Hey, uh, check this out. Mississippi State. They play North Georgia on Saturday. I see that. How awesome is that? You know, they changed their name from the Saints to the Nighthawks, I believe. North Georgia did. I believe so. That's probably one of those things I make up, and somebody's going to text me and tell me how stupid I am. It still says Saints right here. 
Um, maybe ESPN's got it wrong. Um, I, the league looks better, man, and and it's going to be challenging for Georgia if if you. If you are Georgia, if you're marking them, you're sitting there. Um, Georgia might have two of the better wins in the league right now. No, uh, they, just, they are the Nighthawks. I don't know how many Nighthawks are in Dahlonega, Georgia, but there's <laughs> not, not any Saints anymore. Why, why, why don't you just go with the Miners or something that kind yeah, of makes sense? Yeah, that would have been cool. Miners would have been great. Well, why wouldn't you just do that? For Georgia, they've got coming up here, I think they got margin for error now. I yeah, think totally. St. Mary's win and the Marquette win, both. And then you've got UMass, which is a road game. That game is a sort of it doesn't. I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter if you win. That is an important game that you can that will help you. I think. I don't know what to make of Tech yet, but losing to them is not as good as winning. And then Temple, if you can win, they've only got four games left before the league. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you can take three of these four, and they probably will be favored in four of the four. But if you could take three of these four games, I think you're on the path to the tournament heading into the seat, into the conference. Now we'll we'll just see because the league, you know, two of the first three games are against uh, Bama and Kentucky, and then you follow that up with a trip to Mizzou and South Carolina. So you know, your only sort of, if you even want to call it a gimme game, is against Ole Miss. I, I just, it's it, the league is tough right now. Couple things about Georgia though. They're gonna be they're gonna be I don't know what you'd say, I guess grind it out. Yeah. Uh, they're averaging more than sixteen or more than seventeen seconds per possession on offense. But they're also they obviously they also play defense for almost eighteen seconds per possession. That's a long time. Only twenty four percent of Georgia's points this season have come by three pointers, which is in the that's in the lower 50 of the 355 teams yeah. in America. So that's a lot of uh, – it's – Yeah, the only thing I would say is when I've seen them play lately versus when they were playing in November, mm-hmm. it is more fluid. That's, that's what they, I was wondering. I thought they, that they, they would open it up a little bit more this year. They look better. I mean, with football, sometimes – I mean, football, what happens is you sit there and you watch and you have big plays. Guys like Miko Hardman, Sony, they make big plays. In basketball, you've got to go do it for 60 minutes, and you're out there, or 40 minutes, and you're out there the entire time. And, and either you're something games. Yeah, and either you're crisp or you're not. Right. Um, and and they, look, they have looked more crisp. So I don't know who gets the credit. I mean, Mark has got to get credit for that. Um, they just look better. The reality is, too, is that they've got to keep it up. If they if they can enter league play uh, with one loss, I think they've got a real shot at it. Uh, but they're going to have to have probably ten wins in the league. Well, okay, uh, I, and I, I want to update this every week. My man, Rayshon Hammonds, is playing 65% of the minutes at small forward. Keep that going. And Tyree Crump, I don't care what anybody tells you, you are open. You're open right now. Well, he, he, You're going to be no. open down the floor the next time. Keep he shooting, ha- it, buddy. He cannot hear you if you say he's not open. He's going jacket. How he needs to. He needs to shoot more. And, you know, honestly, and, and I, I'm not a giant Jawan Parker fan in terms of his skill set as a basketball player, uh, but he has played well lately uh, in the games that I have seen. He played really well closing out uh, St. Mary's. I mean, he really did. And, and, you know, he's already got his graduate degree from what I understand. <coughs> he has me. made the most out of his 13 seasons at Georgia. I'll give him that. <laughs> it has been a pleasure watching his decade as a, as a Bulldog. Well, it, it's uh, – Seems like a nice guy. And he certainly has used basketball instead of letting basketball use him. Totally. Totally. The, the Georgia's, Georgia's worst performances have come, you know – before they left for California. Ever since they went to California, I think they've been playing better even though they lost a game. And they so, lost a lot of weight with the food poisoning. Sometimes you go well, through those weird moments and it brings you together. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember when I had food poisoning and it did not bring me and my teammate together. And he knows who he is. Well, just don't confuse your girlfriend and your wife and you'll make it to the orange or to the race bowl. Let me just tell you one last thing, man. I, 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 was, I nearly died 
in Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. I was trying to move on from that. I nearly died. I'm going to tell this story a different way than you are. Yeah, because mine involved throwing up 15 times in like five hours. Well, can we say that first of all, you mm-hmm. were in Austin, Texas to help you. To help me because Illinois was playing in the NCAA tournament and you just came out there to take photos and uh, they were very good photos. It was awesome. And was to fun. shoot video for me because I was, I was running the site and needed help desperately. And you came because you like basketball and you like my company, probably. And you, and you were wanting to cover the NCAA tournament. And it was in Austin, Texas. Great town. Yep. I, I hear it is. It was, such an, <laughs> it was such an inconvenience to me that you got food poisoning. And, oh, is that right? Yeah, because, man, you were laboring in there. I, I was brutal. fairly certain that you were going to die. Uh, but we got off on the wrong foot there. Because you, even after you said you felt a little off, you still ordered a pizza at the Cheesecake Factory. Like a man. Okay. <laughs> so that we didn't even make it back to the hotel after that. Before oh, no, we, no, no. We had to no. stop in a parking lot. And no, you ruined that in, parking lot. It was in the Cheesecake Factory parking okay, lot. Right. No, no. Or, but you, you, okay. In the Cheesecake Factory bathroom was where you had your first, the first touchdown. And then you scored oh, again in that so. parking lot. No, no. I threw up in the parking lot at the Cheesecake Factory. I'm ready to admit that I made some mistakes here. And and I and I go, I, and here's my mistake. After that, I go, I think I'm good, man. I think I'm okay Yeah, now. I guess so. But you make, <laughs> you did some other things. You drank some, you drank the, you know, the Mountain Dew. I did. Because you did not get me. No, no, no. You drank did not get now. me a now, ginger ale, deal, bro. Everybody out there, listen. You said you needed saltines and a ginger ale. Now, here's what I had to do. I, I did go to the gas station to get those for you. And you did not get them, nope. though. The lady said all they had was Sprite. No, no, no. All they had was 7-Up. And they had, like, peanut butter crackers. And so I had a decision to make. Either I go to another either, gas either, station. Either end your good time. Well, what I was hoping would happen is that that would so that would be fine. So I bring it back, and you are disgusted with me. <laughs> but I have things to do in Austin, as there are yeah. many, there are many things to do for a man in his mid twenties in that wonderful town. And I didn't have time to deal with your crap, so I went out and had a good time for a couple nights while you were dehydrated and exhausted and throwing up all over the place. And you you slept in the bathroom floor for a night. I did. That was bad. But that cold towel felt good. You know what? You know what? Twice I have slept in a bathroom in my life. Both times with you. That was around me. (laughs) I'm I'm just... I I can't even blame Pete Page for that one, man. Hey, listen, man. Yeah, I I will... Like I said, I admit that I made some mistakes in Austin. But you have yet to come to the table and say that that that, that pizza at Cheesecake Factory was a bad idea. You know, that's not what it was. It was a bad idea. Oh, I That's not what made you sick. No, no, no. It certainly was a double down. Anyway, bad times at the NCAA tournament for one of us. Uh but but fun nonetheless. And I hope Georgia gets back to it. It's a it's a great event. Um I have not looked at where they would play in theory, but um, it's a great event, and I think that um, they are on the path. Yante Mayton deserves he has right. he has worked hard enough to to go to the tournament. He needs his guards to play well. Um, he needs them to be structured. He needs them to be good. They have to have good flow on the offensive side of the ball, um, and he has he he is one of the best players in the conference. And really needs a shot at this moment in the NCAA tournament. But unlike in college football, where your best player, you know, you know, your your best player cannot have the ball a lot in college football, Roquan Smith. But in, in basketball, you know, it's tough. I mean, because Yante needs to get the ball. Well, ninety five percent of what you do in basketball, you do it without the without the ball. Well, but for, my, a, my, for a big like him. My, but my global point is, you know, you, you know, you'd like to have who is the guard? Is it who is the guard going to be that gets around the corner for Georgia? I mean, that that's that's who is going to get them what they need to do. Last year it was JJ, and that came with some big peaks and some big valleys. 
they need steady play from their one and two. And whoever is the guy, whoever whoever Yante is setting the screen for, or that whoever is the bread and butter, you know, uh, they're gonna have to be very good because Yante is excellent. Um, and 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 you know, I don't know who that guy is yet. It's not Juwan Parker, and I'm not saying that in an insulting way. I, I'm saying that's just not his role, right? He's a he's a role player like somebody else on this call, you know, or some someone that I know well. So it's it's it, he's not the star. Who is who is going to become the one or the two? I mean, it's it's probably not Crump because he's a shooter. Who is going to make that make? Who is going to scare is. someone? Well, if that's the case, that's fine. But that's the one thing Georgia has been missing. You know, you start talking about Dustin Ware. Dustin Ware was a shooter. Ricky McPhee, you know, uh, you know Gerald Robinson. Yeah, could do it. He didn't do it all the time, but it was a lot easier for him to do it with Trey and Travis, you know, than Vincent, without them. Yeah, Vincent Williams. Oh no, 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 no. No, no. That's that's who is also in the line there. You do need a killer one or two. Yeah, well, it, even if like a Sunday out of games, you can take a bad team if you've got a you guard could, like that. You couldn't stop him. Could not stop him. Yeah. So Yante certainly is a player that has talent that should be seen late in March on the big stage, not not in playing Belmont um, in the yeah. NIT. I I agree. I agree. That's been a lot of fun uh, for you to get to talk to me again, Dean. I'm but, glad you got but, to do it. Much to discuss. I'm getting bombarded with emails here. Yeah, all right. Well, we will probably be doing this a few more times. So a lot of a lot of time to think about um, the road. Think Bowl. on your think on your sins, boy. No more no more pizzas at the Cheesecake Factory. What you getting, Grandma, for Christmas, boy? <laughs> Man, I've been her present for going on thirty years, dude. You getting that coupon for the Dilly Bar at the Dairy Queen? <laughs> I still know where a few walk-up Dairy Queens are up in the mountains. I don't know yeah, about that. In Cleveland, yeah. yeah. Are you going to take her down to uh, – You gonna, nah, I know what you're going to do. You're going to take her down to the western Sizzling in Gainesville? <laughs> Get over the mountain one time? Going to the Sizzler. <laughs> we'll see about it. Just don't eat the rolls. It's a trap. Oh, all right. Goodbye. Have fun. Later.